You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Fubal. Let's get to it. I got a new segment. So get ready. You, get to, to get, you get to you get to make a new bumper. What more could there possibly be that we I don't know. already cover? Well, we cover all the news, every corner. So now we're going to start covering fake news. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm going to give you guys four news stories here. And then you each get to choose what you think is the fake news story. Newsy news or pop culture news? Oh, pop news. culture news. Okay. Oh, news we care about. <laughs> okay, so get ready. The guys who created Scary Movie are going to do a Star Wars spoof. It's going to be called Star Worlds Episode XXXIVE equals MC squared colon The Force Awakens the Last Jedi Who Went Rogue. That's your first news story. Okay. Believable, right? Okay, uh, there's gonna be a movie. A group of Star Wars fans who camp out for four days in front of the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Because Disney, they're camping out in line for the new Star Wars movie. And Disney has announced that the first people in line get a walk-on role in the next Star Wars movie. And I'm gonna throw in some, some whipped cream on top. It's directed by Tony Dow, who it was wa- Wally on Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's gonna be, this is your third story. There's gonna be a Goldberg spinoff in the 90s, set in the 90s, and they're center, gonna center it around the, uh, gym teacher and the guidance counselor. Was Tim Meadows is his name, and I don't know the I can't, I can't think of the guy's name. It's the gym teacher. Okay, okay. That's your third story. And the fourth Which, story. One of them are from Saturday Night Live, and one of them are from was it Mad TV? Yeah. But and anyway, and your fourth story is remember Bubbles, the uh, chimpanzee Michael Jackson. Yeah. He, they're going to do a stop motion movie. From the perspective of Bubbles, and it's going to be directed by Taika Waititi. <laughs> I feel like these are all real stories. And how many of these are are real and how many are fake? Three real, one fake. Okay. Well, are you Bubbles is fake. That is an alternative fact. <laughs> and the other two happen to be real. <laughs> uh, Jordan's shaking his head. He's like, that's too far out there. It must be real. Never doubt Taika Waititi. <laughs> I think they're all real. <laughs> well, you got to pick one. Just one that's fake. You can pick at whatever number. You oh, want one to of pick. those are fake. Yeah. Oh my. There's God. four stories. Okay. Three are real. Bubbles. One is fake. Bubbles. The Taika Waititi stop motion animation from the chimpanzee's perspective. Okay. <laughs> scary movie. Scary movie creators make Star Wars with the really. Yeah, that's real. Uh, Goldberg spinoff. That's set real. Nineties. 
gym teacher and kinds counselor, and then Star Wars fans get a walk-on role in the next movie. I think that's fake. That's your fake one. Okay, yep. What do you say, Cliff? Bubbles is fake. Bubbles is fake. I've seen at least headlines for three of those, but okay. I, I didn't see anything about the camping out Star Wars okay. movie. So, so that's your fake. By process of elimination. Yeah, you pretty much would have to get with that one. I would go with that one. Well... I, it's it's fake news. I I faked you out almost, except for Michael. It's uh, it's all true. It's all true stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the puppet masters just played us all. I feel so manipulated. They're all Your mind games. They're all ridiculous. I thought they were He's all. <laughs> I just took the every time I found a ridiculous story, I added it to the fake news aisle. Well, I'm telling you, we're living in the upside down world. <laughs> As soon as I saw that that was directed by Taika Waititi, I knew. <laughs> that could be our new segment. It's like, what's Taika Waititi <laughs> right, up right. to? Taika Waititi news. Okay, pick a category. Cartoons. Okay. Animation. Do we? <laughs> You're the best. Okay. What animation. do you got over there? Cartoon uh, animation. I am rewatching Voltron because it's so damn good. Oh, I heard. About that oh, yeah, time. it's the best what thing have, since Marvel. What have you discovered differently about it? It's even better. <laughs> okay. Really okay moving. I've on. been watching season one over That's, again. We're, we're gonna still, have a, It's still good. We're just going to have a segment called Michael Likes. Um, No, I do have actual animation news. Okay, the Teen Titans Judas Contract. We just saw a trailer for it. Um, The the new Teen Titans movie that's coming out. And Speedy and... um, I don't know why I said Judas Contract. I don't think that's right. That's a different storyline. That's what it is. Is that it? Yeah, you're right. Um, but the the guys voicing Kid Flash and Speedy are reprising their roles from Young Justice, so it's the same. It's the same two dudes doing those voices. Mm. Yeah. So some of the characters are a little different. Oh yeah. Than of course the original was that George Perez. Yeah. Judas Contract. Yeah, I thought I saw Damon Wayne. Damon Damian. Damien Wayne. Damien is the It's got the new Blue Beetle, Jaime, Reyes, and... Well, that's what I was trying to... Like, the trailer that I just watched was, like, the introduction of Starfire. What's a Damon Wayne? Damon (laughs) Wayne, baby. That would be a different kind of Teen Titan. But... And Jaime who? (laughs) Jaime Reyes. (laughs) But, because the Judas contract... (laughs) Trying to be real here, guys. Quit joking around. Be serious. He's at the real table. But no, the, the first the first episode of Teen Titans episode, first issue of Teen Titans had the introduction of Starfire, and the trailer that I watched was that, which is weird because in the tra- in the trailer she kisses Robin, so she can learn how to speak English. Unfortunately, I've not learned that trick yet. <laughs> but anyway, somebody get him a Robin. Is that why Batman can speak such good English? What I was what I was getting around to is it's a lot weirder because it's a much younger Robin that she's kissing, and she's very voluptuous in the animation and stuff. 
Man, I'm running out of room on my list of your words, your good, bigly words. <laughs> oh, oh! Trust me, I listened to the, the uh, last podcast today, and I'm still mad about technology. See, I can't like, <laughs> about I've, what yeah. I've screwed these words up so bad. That's the only way I can pronounce them now. I didn't even know you knew. What what costume is Starfire in the like the new Fifty Two version or the Eighties version? It's I think it's like a mix of the. I think it is. Yeah, it's almost uh, like the Titans Go. Yeah. Think so. A little bit. I was just more weirded out of her like kissing a younger kid because mm-hmm. in the comic book he's more like Nightwing, like he's adult Robin, but it's before he becomes Nightwing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. I watched the trailer. Um, it kind of well, it's kind of weird how Cyborg was so easily replaced by Blue Beetle. I thought. What I One minority for another. No, not like that. No, I meant kind of a similar. They power do set. have similar yeah. power sets. Yeah. Cyborg is a Justice Leaguer and always has been. Apparently. So don't act like he was never in the Teen Titans. Yeah, I was going to say. Hey, uh, I, I saw. Any of you guys watch that Justice League Dark yet? Not yet. Yeah, I, heard, I saw that that was out. I was flipping through Amazon. You like Dread, Michael. I do. You love Dread. Yeah. Just so you know. New, uh, anyway, they're they're gonna talking about doing a sequel, but it's gonna be animated. Since you that would be great, like because the violence could totally be over the top. Like they could go the total UK route. What's, I also saw they the guy who made the Power Rangers fan film a couple years ago. It's like had Dawson. Yes, yeah. James Vanderbeek and Katie Sackhoff is like a gritty R-rated Power Rangers, which was actually really, really was. well done. It's great. He's got somebody behind him funding or something to do it animated style. So I don't know if it has any kind of studio backing or uh, if it's you know legal or not. But they're well, working what, on an animated. Maybe I was read, misreading the headline, but I saw that there was going to be a new. Edgier, like I thought it was Netflix, like an animated series, but Power Rangers. Well, it's the guy who made that fan film. (laughs) Okay, I'm not sure what, how far they are in the process, but it's in development. Yeah, but it's legit. I don't know. He kind of sprung this whole animation category on me. That's all I had. Maybe it's Mighty Morphin Super Rangers. (laughs) Zorbs. Gorbs. I saw another animated thing there. Gonna do a Netflix animated series of Castlevania. Yes. Yeah. So is it a, you know that's the what they're hunting vampires. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my knowledge of Castlevania is from the Captain N cartoon. Mine too. That's about as far as I get. I, mean, I think I, I remember back in the day, you know, early one. But they were there was more versions of it. Yeah. I think I remember two, maybe. Yeah, that's... Anyway, this is going to be, you know, following the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan, trying to save Eastern Europe from extinction at the hand of Vlad Dracula himself. That's it for your cartoons. Moving on. So, let's do streaming, since that was kind of streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? What? 
Don't cross the streams. the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Iron Fist trailer. Oh, Iron Fist. Hi, I'm Danny Rand. I've uh, been away a long time. Let's go. You don't belong here. I'm Danny Rand. Guys, I just want to talk. I left here 10 years old in a jet with my parents. I became the lone survivor. Danny Rand, back from the dead. Why has he waited this long to show up? How the hell did he learn martial arts? Where'd you train? Kunlun. My father instilled in me a love and respect for this company that has never faded. This is my home. Rand is my company. This city is no place for Danny Rand. We put in practice and discipline. No giving up, no giving in. We're Danny, what happened to you? Why are you really back here? Some bad people have gotten on the inside. Criminals. I know what they are, what they can do. To fight them, we need someone with special skills. I've been training my whole life for this. This is my destiny. It's time. I'm going with you. No, you're not. You need me. The change is coming, Danny. Become what you were meant to be. I am the Iron Fist. The hell does that mean? Now, the white Jordan, savior. did you did you watch? <laughs> the, did you say the white savior? Yes. There's people <laughs> upset. You know, even though this was originally that character was always white. You know, whatever. But yeah, you know. Uh, it still is kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. But anyway, what did you think of the trailer? It looked really good to me. Like, people were complaining, like, it looked too much like Arrow. But mm. oh. I'm pretty sure that's direct from the source material. Did you know anything about that, Jordan? Like, Yeah, it looked pretty spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you read the original comic that was, like, by Carrie Andrew. Is it... Uh... Original comic. They, like, the, well, I thought that was based on, like, the Mortal Iron Fist, like, the newer version. Uh, there's, yeah, they've kind of re-tweaked his origin. It's basically the same, you know, kid gets lost on a mountain and his parents are dying or, I, I don't think both his parents die in the comics. Like, his mom gets him to Kunlun, but. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Well, because that's one Marvel character that I don't really know too much about. Yeah. But it looked good. Yeah, it looked March great. March 17th. Dropping. Whole series. Very like, series. Netflix is killing these Marvel series. They really are. I can't wait for the Defenders. 
Makes my mouth water. I watched um, The Crown. The Crown, yeah. The Crown with Matt Smith. Claire Foy won a uh, Golden Globe, I think. What is The Crown? It would help if we hear now on your name. My name? Yes, ma'am. Your regnal name. Uh, that is the name you will take as queen. Let's not overcomplicate matters unnecessarily. My name is Elizabeth. And long live Queen Elizabeth. Don't you get sick of it all? And lonely. I do. Which is why it's so important to have the right person by your side. You understand the titles, they're not the job. She is the job. Loving her. Protecting her. She is the essence of your duty. We have a new sovereign, young, and a woman. I'll escort her down from there. No, sir, if you don't mind, the crown takes precedence. You don't think I would have preferred to grow up out of the spotlight? Away from the scrutiny and visibility. This firm just lay down the law. I know he's Winston Churchill and all that, but remember who you are. You're the Queen of England. This new Elizabethan age comes at a time when mankind stands on the edge of catastrophe. You my wife or my queen? I am both, and a strong man will be able to kneel to both. I will not kneel before my wife. But your wife is not asking you to. But my queen commands me. Yes. I beg you make an exception for me. No. What kind of marriage is this? What kind of family? I need to speak to my sister. No! I am aware that I'm surrounded by people who feel that they could do the job better. Strong people with powerful characters. But for better or worse, the crown has landed on my head. I have seen three great monarchies brought down through their failure to separate personal indulgences from duty. You must not allow yourself to make similar mistakes. The crown must win. Must always win. Um, it's kind of a, it's a historical picture about hip-hop? No. (laughs) Yeah, about Crown Royal. Crown Royal. Crown Royal Elizabeth, and how, uh... Uh, Her, actually, you know, her, the correct way to say her name, Crown Royal Elizabeth. (laughs) It's supposed to be her entire, um, career as Queen Elizabeth from... Starting from when she was a coronation, you know, right yeah. before, and then going on. They're going each each season. I believe is supposed to cover ten years. Okay, of her. That was my big yes. question. My wife and I watched it. She was a big fan of Downton Abbey. Mm. I was not. I loved it, but I like Matt Smith, and I really like John Lithgow. John Lithgow in this movie is Winston Churchill. Killed it. Show yeah. Um. Show enough. <laughs> And I thought it was just like a one and done series. I was like, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be, like I said, 
Every season's 10 years. I mean, she's been queen for what? I think it was just recently, just in the last week, they said how many years it's been. At least 60 years, right? Oh, she's yeah. been queen. Well, she, they, her and Prince Philip have been married now for like 70, 72 years. Yeah, I mean, they don't it's mess around over time. there. Yeah. Anyway, what I was going to tell you, I had crown news for you since you said you liked it, um, that she, Claire Foy has got like, a lot of praise for doing this. Sure. What, what I've seen of it, I really like her. Mm-hmm. I think she does a great job. But she's only going to be on it through season two. Oh, right, because like I said, it's gonna it will have covered like twenty years in those two seasons, and then they're going to have to go with an older. They're going to have to recast gotcha. some of these people. Gotcha. They, it's it would be too complicated of makeup mm-hmm. and all that. So she's only on there wow, for two I years. Hate- so. That's going to upset some people because yeah. people really like her and are attached to her. And um, Matt Smith was amazing in it. Yeah. Was, She's going to regenerate like Matt Smith. She should. <laughs> <laughs> Into an older version. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was really, really good. I really like pictures about that period of time. I um, love period pieces. Anyway, yeah. Of, yeah. And, uh, just it, it's a bit slow. It's I, I I mean I want to get back into it, but like I said, every time I start to watch it, I'm still stuck on this episode that just is a slog. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, there's definitely stuff there. They did. It's a quality show. It just it is slow. Yeah. So my wife really liked Downton Abbey. We started. I was like, well, we could, here's the show. Maybe we can get into together. And like she just immediately was like, I right. gotta see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, she lives. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Um, but, uh, so we watched it pretty quickly and especially she did. And then, um, I, I was kind of like, well, that's it. Like we're not going any further. That's kind of a disappointment. Yeah, that's all the other day. One, yeah. Season two coming. So if you haven't watched The Crown, you like Downton Abbey. Um, go for it. I love that. I'm man. sorry. What? Okay. Anyway. Okay. OA. You love the OA. Yeah, I do. Season two, two. is coming already. Well, well, they've announced it. Is what okay. we're saying. It's yeah. it's going to have a season two. Yeah, it's on. I'm excited. How do you do season two? Uh well, <laughs> either we get to see <laughs> her live. <laughs> Or you get to see her followers go more into it to see, like, maybe she dies and the Spoilers. people that were following her, <laughs> they're, they're trying to track down, like, the people she was talking to. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot more layers into it. Who was your favorite character on that? Oh. Not A? <laughs> the original Angel? <laughs> you just spoil the heck out of the show. Do it. <laughs> Who was your favorite on that? I really like the teacher. I did too. Philip like, Smith. I thought that was a breakout role for from her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a total breakout role for yeah. her. Finally. Like you yeah. got to see her acting chops. Yeah. Uh, but I also like the little a-hole too because he you could, he you could loves, tell that. man, does he love a little a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> now the dog was the one that really like broke the scene though. Um, I thought no. that. <laughs> That was a bad sentence to follow up that. Jeez. Oh, no, it's, I thought, I don't know. I loved it all. It was all you loved good. It. So you're in for season two? Yeah. yeah I don't know definitely. if I can do season two. Uh, He's out. I want to see the layers peeled back. I want to know what's going on. 
Now, that's two shows in a row that have layers. Yeah. He's big on layers. He loves layers. Okay. Wow. You like to talk about snobs. About what? <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. Snobs? We're talking about... Snobs. We're still talking about streaming, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd like to. I'd like to see Michael try and do some of the the, uh, the moves from the OA. I've been practicing them. Uh, has anybody checked out Travelers? Travelers? I watched half of the first episode. Okay. What'd you think? I watched half of the first. Yeah, that episode. pretty much says it. If... I mean, I just I don't know. I, I, like I said, there's a lot of premium content out there, and if you don't grab me right off, I got I'm moving on. It's it's an inter- interesting premise. It's one of those things where I, I just hadn't heard much about it, and when I wa- started watching it, and I wasn't hooked, I'm gonna have to wait and hear somebody else tell me it's what great. What is Travelers? Where are they traveling to? It, it's it's a time travel show. Okay. It's like Quantum Leap. They jump into other people's bodies, right? Yeah, it's it's they figured out when people die, and they're from the future. I think they said like thirty five or thirty six hundred something. But they're they're jumping back into people's into past people at the moment they die. Like they're downloading their personality into the past. So right when people are supposed to die, that's when the personalities download into them, and they're from the future to save the past. Sounds like Booster Gold. Yeah. And like one of the characters was a doctor in the future, and she downloads to someone that was. Um, Oh, trying to think. Like challenged. Yeah, challenged. Mentally Um, challenged. Yeah. So the the brain synapses aren't working. So she's like having seizures, Hmm. and but evidently in the past there's already like a thousand people from the future already there trying to save the past. And like in the second episode, they stop an antimatter device explosion. You watched the whole. I'm just on the second episode. I don't feel like it's a show to binge watch. Really? But I feel like it's something to like, it's interesting enough to watch an episode here or there. Netflix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, I will mention my, real quick, my wife did start the, I was telling you guys, the Santa Clarita diet, um, with Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. Um, I've watched it in passing. I watched a few episodes. A few were in the background as I worked. It's, Pretty good. Drew, Bar- Drew Barrymore is Drew Barrymore in it. Is she a cute zombie? Yeah, so <laughs> she's, uh, I don't know. It looked a little silly yeah. to me, but yeah, maybe it, if it, I hear it. A little it more, bit, but we'll it could almost, it, it can't be on network, network TV, but I could see like where they could kind of make it for network television yeah, yeah. that would have worked. So it's, what is it, sitcom or? Kind of. Yeah. They hour shows or what? Half hour or what? I think they're... She went through them pretty quick. They they must be an hour. All right. Well, if anybody out there is watching it and likes it or doesn't, let us know. And then Michael wanted to talk about image. The image revolution that you can get on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that several weeks ago. I watched it. So today. I talked about it briefly on an episode, and the, you, you guys all wa- all watched it. OJ this, this watched it. This documentary came out a couple years ago, but this month right now marks the actual 25th anniversary of Image Comics. So, the first Image book launched February of '92. 
and this documentary looks back on those days with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, vintage footage that was really cool to see. I really enjoyed Rob Leinfeld's uh, um, interpretation of Todd McFarlane. <laughs> half half the movie was him <laughs> talking as Todd. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember you know from those days like. Rob was the young, young like he looked up to Todd, and he was always constantly asking Todd for advice on this and that. From what I remember, anyway, and it, it was it was very interesting to actually see the turmoil that happened and their big ra- their big rise to fame, and how some of the people dealt with it better than others did. And I did still you collect a lot of image. Back I then? I collected the first one. The first two years, I think I owned everything, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Do you but, remember it being that crazy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yes. Like, I remember in Parkersburg, there was a comic book store, and they had Youngblood Zero, I think, was the first image book that came out. Because the only thing that we got in newsstands down here was, like, Malibu. Had, you talking about books and things? Uh, maybe. The only one I knew uh, at, of the time was on Southside. That's where yeah. we went. And that's yeah. where it was books and things. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was it was nuts then. Everybody wanted this stuff, and it was like, I mean, I collected a lot of it. Spawn and Cyber Force, and I had Savage Dragon and Spawn up to issue one hundred. Um, Young Blood, I can't remember when it started coming around here. Like I think that was Alonzo's um, Max. Uh, that was one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Like yeah. I love Sam Keith's yeah. The Max. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's even darker image, black and white. And my favorite, my collection that I, I found was Image Plus. Image sold a black and white comic that was all about the creators of Image. That's all it was. It was just bios of Image creators. And I, like, that's how much people were like loving Image at the time and picking up everything they put out. Like you buy a, just a creator book of nothing but their bias that's what this documentary pointed out that the quality of these didn't matter it's like they so you slap that image eye on it and people bought you know a three hundred thousand was probably the floor you know and then up up from those sales so so yeah they all got a little full of themselves and (laughs) quality was not the number one uh uh priority like i didn't realize like mark silvestro silvestri Sinestro. Uh, Sinestro. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Him and Jim Lee, I didn't realize they, they shared a studio in the beginning days of Image. Although watching that, because there's all kind of, bl- I never really collected. I was still basically just Marvel kid at that point. But, uh, you know, reading Wizard Magazine things, I, I knew everything that was going on. So, and all, I don't, I, I didn't know which was drawn, which, you know, obviously Spawn was its own thing, but, you know, I couldn't tell apart. Uh, what do you wet call works it? wet works from young blood like right. it didn't matter to me i wasn't really paying attention but they were showing this early drawing and stuff and i'm sitting there i'm like dang i was like mark Sylvester's probably the best artist of yeah. all those guys i was like he's got the best fundamentals probably even better than jim lee and then like two minutes later they're like well Sylvester was the best artist of all of this so like I felt good. I was like, wow, yeah. I can spot the raw talent there in <laughs> Mr. Silvestri's uh, bombastic 90s right, drawing. Yeah. Well, when he first started, his like artwork was really good and really tight. And you could tell as he got faster and quicker that his art got a lot looser. 
Um, but he was always a really good artist, and yeah, I loved him on Wolverine, and some of those you know, those Marvel books were great. And I forgot like Jim Valentino's Shadowhawk, like that was another one that I collected all. And most people don't realize that Jim Valentino had a really good run on Guardians of the Galaxy, and the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, there wasn't a ton of new information. They didn't. Exp- there wasn't a big expose or anything, but it was nice. They really explained how seismic this was, where they put up you know the top ten sellers of the year, and these image guys were what like eight out of the ten books or nine out of the ten books. The people who left Marvel, you know, it really was a. They said one or two of us they could replace. All seven of us leaving. Left a huge hole in Marvel, and that I, the one thing I never thought of was, I think it was Rob said, we broke Batman's back and we killed Superman because mm-hmm. the way sales, you know, image just rocketed past DC sales wise, leaving them scrambling. We've got to have an event. We've got to we've got to blow things up to really you know get some readership back. And create characters like Bloodstone. Yeah, and rip off Image. So, like, yeah, just the massive success of Image led to everything in the 90s skewing that direction. I think Marvel had a rip-off Spawn character called Hellspawn (laughs) that looked very close to Spawn. But my first Image book was Spawn number 7. That was the very first one. Then you had to try and go back and get the early ones. Yeah. Well, no, there was some. I remember specifically issue four. Everybody trying to get, for, you know, I don't know whether it was a lower print run or what the deal was, but I, I loved that stuff back in the day. Yeah, I definitely recommend it if if you are an older fan like us and lo- want to look back on those days and all that grainy, wavy VHS footage they had <laughs> yeah. of these guys uh, behind yeah. the scenes, or if you're a younger fan just getting into this and maybe can't understand how huge an impact these guys had. It's a good look at uh, kind of a recent history that we'll never see again. Yeah. Also, on Hulu, I I told you they were making that Runaways series, Mm -hmm. BKV, doing tons of casting now. They cast the kids. You know, this is the story where the kids... Yeah, you ever bit, you know, remember when you were a kid and your parents drug you to somebody else's house to, you know, their friends or whatever and you had to play with these kids whether you liked them or not? (laughs) Yeah. And they get, you know, anyway, it was just horrid torture. So that's what this was. They had to go once a year, however, spend time with these kids. They don't really know that well. And while they're there, they, somebody spies on the parents and sees that they're super villains. So they, cast the kids recently but then just a couple days ago they announced the people playing the parents and the the pride is what the villains group is i just we had talked recently how much you liked uh buffy and so uh, james marsters is gonna be victor stein who's the chase's dad the kids so uh that was cool And and i think the guy from uh Alias with the Jennifer Garner. I think the guy, what was her? Gosh, I can't think of that guy's name. I should have wrote it down. The guy, the other guy in that series. Did you ever watch that series, Alias? Uh, like two episodes. Yeah. Anyway, that, the guy from that's in it too. He's gotta be old by now. 
I would think. But anyway, they cast several people. I didn't recognize a lot of the names, but I noticed that Spike was in it, so I'd bring it up. And there was a Stranger Things trailer. Look on my ego. You like my ego. saw the Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah. 11's not dead. Was there any doubt? <laughs> and she's got curly hair like the other kid in the picture I saw this week. <laughs> Looks like she's got his exact hairdo. Like it, I think that was the best thing about the Super Bowl was that and Lady Gaga's performance. <laughs> okay. Break it down. Uh, moving on. <laughs> anyway, I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah. I love that music. Now, we were trying to, like, we didn't watch the Super Bowl, but we were trying to watch the Super Bowl commercials. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Hulu, like, every year they would, like, I don't know if they did it this year, but they would do, they would just run the Super Bowl commercials, like Hulu would. Like, it was a big thing. And, like, you could, the... Halftime performance was available like within seconds of it being on. I was trying to picture you two like, sitting on the couch and like, oh, the game's on, turn it to the puppy bowl. And then, how? When would you know to turn it back? Like, for another commercial break? Well, it was going on, and people were just like, we weren't watching it at all. We just looked online afterwards or later that night. Like, I don't watch those silly sports things. Okay. Movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under Ruth! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> so the big movie news this week, I guess, for our crowd is uh, that Kevin Smith is not making Clerks 3 or Mallrats 2. It's all slipping through his fingers because he doesn't own any of them anymore. <laughs> but he does still own Jay and Silent Bob. I'm not sure how that I don't know works. how it works and what what kind of contract they, he signed. Yeah. But, but these I thought Mallrats was already done. Like the whatever he's going filming. on with it. I, I like don't maybe know. it's done but it can't distribute because of rights or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway he's this is he's got full control of this and he's making Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Where they're gonna go to Hollywood to stop it's you know, based on our re- reboot culture now and they're gonna go Someone's trying to reboot Blunt Man and Chronic, and Jay and Silent Bob have to go stop them. So it feels it feels very very Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or whatever. Yeah. Part D. Cameos galore. Supposed to shoot this summer, and I saw the start production cliff on Mary Poppins. Yeah, 
Emily Blunt and Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, sounds like he's going to be playing the Dick Van Dykeish type role. Even though Dick Van Dyke's in, still he's going to be in it playing his role. Yeah, he's got a Dick's got a cameo in it, but yeah, this he he is the male lead. Yeah. So he's been doing um, music in a bunch of recent Disney movies, and he's going to be Lynn Manuel Miranda is going to be. Uh, I think he's writing with. Oh gosh, um, Alan Menken, I believe he's a most of your the last twenty years of Disney music has been all Alan Menken. I think he started with The Little Mermaid. So, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, I, a little hey, nervous. Yeah. I don't, uh, Mary you're... Poppins is a pretty perfect movie. Do we really need to poke at that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so the. Kids are supposed to be grown up or whatever. Michael and Jane are now grown up. Michael has three children and their housekeeper are living on Cherry Tree Lane. <laughs> and then he suffers a personal loss and Mary Poppins has to re-enter the lives of the Banks family. Along so with, it's a sequel? Yes. So yeah. the, everyone's aged is and Mary Poppins got younger? Yes. Well, who knows? Well, I bet she's the same age Julie Andrews was so, then. Yeah. But it, eh. yeah, yeah. It's and a, if this was like a true yeah. sequel, wouldn't it be the adults like said, don't their poke kids? <laughs> so many layers. Peel those layers back. <laughs> anyway, it started production. I I bring it up and then. I saw it. Anybody ever read Dune or yeah. watch Dune? I you watched read it. Dune? I, I didn't read it. I, I watched say, it. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I watched the movie, and then I think there was like some documentary I watched about Jodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, which that would have been off the charts. Awesome. Have you read Dune? No. I'd, Do you I, like I'm, Dune? I'm thinking. I never saw it. You never saw the movie? No. David Lynch's version, 1984. I heard it was not great. No. Good. Yeah. It's not good. But it's out there. I know that Dune fans, people that have read the book, that they there's some hardcore Dune fans and say it's great and that it was just executed terribly and they'd love to see it done. Like Michael said, there was a documentary, Jodorowsky's Dune, which he now who is he, Michael? I I think he was like a fashion designer or something or he was also like a European artist. He did graphic novels yeah. and things. So just a very. So just showing how it could have been done, how they would have liked it, it to have been done. And cause it's a, you know, it's a really deep sci-fi book. I would listen to the audio version of Dune if there's one. The audio version of Dune. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and then anyway, there, uh. Oh, that reminds me. We need to do books later because I have questions okay, for you. Okay, books later. Audio Denny books. Villeneuve, who did Arrival from this year, and Sicario, and he's doing Blade Runner 2049 later this year. He is going to be doing the Dune remake. So, I like this guy, and he's like his movies are gorgeous, and I think this is a chance for, you know, it, it makes me feel like I might need to read the book. So I can be disappointed with the movie. <laughs> and movies, movies. Hey, you said you were going to watch It Follows. How how much did, did you love hate it? I, I'm i not a horror fan, but that it was just so well made. 
so gorgeous to look at, like all the tracking shots, yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I kind of wanted to watch it again, which mm, I, yeah. I don't know if there's any horror movie I need to yeah. see a second yeah. time. Well, usually, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad, like, I, I've been telling Michael to watch it. I told Netflix. It's in my queue. Okay. Well, there. With so the good, guest as, as well. good as watching it. And I, yeah. I got like distracted, like trying to come up with, because normally horror movies are so simplistic. Of, mm. Of a, it's a, here's the moral, or you're a bad person. Right, so you right. can get like, but this one's kind of beyond that, mm-hmm. and it just sort of, yeah. There's some, there's layers. There are there layers. Are a lot of layers. layers. Several the layers. basic premise I, I've noticed sometimes. Oh, listen, we'll talk about it maybe not say at all what it's about. So basically, it follows is the one where it's like a sexually transmitted disease. The girl, Michael Monroe, finds out she's been she's had sex with her boyfriend, and now she has received basically uh a someone coming to kill her uh it's a monster in the shape of whatever a person that will just comes towards the person that it's after and walks it they're not fast they'll walk they just walk towards you which is what makes it so creepy uh, there are a couple like jump scares where the the score would pop out and like mm. you know kind of startle but the only I, mild spoiler when uh, they're at like the beach yeah that and was the bottom of the door blows out, mm-hmm. and then like the seven foot tall guy. Yes. Comes, I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that there are so many. There's moments like that that just really get you, creep you out, and it, it's just to, to know that there is something walking towards you. You could fly across the country, and okay, you're across the country, but you know that that thing is walking across the country towards you. <laughs> you know, so it, it was just a really neat prospect of a you know an idea and a. And yeah, I just thought it was really great. I really like Mike Monroe, and I thought that it was shot. It had a look, like John Carpenter feel to it. Yeah, very. Uh, you could a lot of homages to like the '70s movie, but like very timeless. You know, one girl's using a cell phone, but the other one, it looks like it's in the '70s or '80s. Like you, it's so out of time, it looks very timeless. So yeah, right. excellent, excellent movie. A lot of layers. Yeah. And no Will Smith and Dumbo. I saw that. Oh yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Didn't. How will it ever get made now? I don't know. Uh, did you guys ever see Goon from 2011? It's on Netflix. It's a hockey movie. Sean William Scott Stifler. No, I I recall seeing. It's directed by Jay Bear, Jay from Man Seeking Woman. It's just a hockey movie. You know, it's very you know the only funny hockey movie where well it slaps. Shot yeah. right, and Paul Newman and kind of Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry, oh, Mighty. How dare I <laughs> leave off Emilio Estevez? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I watched that or not because he good. made a bunch of different little movies around that time. Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, if you have Netflix, there's no reason you shouldn't watch this. That it's, it's just it's a good time. It's a good time hockey movie. Whatever happened to Sean William Scott? He made Goon and then did nothing else. Well, there was like, was there like a bad teacher movie or something that he was in? That was before or? that or thing. I thought it was like Mr. Woodcock or something like that. Was oh, yeah, that. Mr. Woodcock. Anyway, anyway, no, it's pretty funny. They're making Goon 2. We see where we are with these two. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking Hi, that. Yeah, you're trying to talk about these uh, yeah. Oscar-winning <laughs> documentaries. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. There's I try a to get, date he goes on. I think it's that movie. I try to get in their mind, and I'm talking about it. What are they going to think I'm talking about? 
<laughs> anyway, well, this is certainly not a highbrow movie, but you should watch Goon. They're making Goon too, and it's not. It's probably not gonna be as good. But uh, Leave Schreiber is it yeah. in it, and it's a bit basically he is he's Doug the Thug. Is his name Glatt? I like it already. Name. He's just like some tough. He's just some guy, super nice guy, but he's just tough. And, and well, I mean, he's just, he was just tough in his life, and then, and somebody notices him and says, "Hey, you should play hockey and be an enforcer." And he can't even skate, you know, but he can kick the hell out of somebody, <laughs> and and that's and that's what it is. That's what he how he gets into it, and he, you know place for some minor league team and it, it's just a good movie and i watched the nice guys shane black movie it's on hbo now if you have it hbo go whatever um it's got russell crowe did and, you like it uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it russell crowe oh, and ryan gosling yeah. ryan gosling is hilarious in that movie he is you got so quite the crush on him these days i'm telling you no, whatever. He's hilarious in that movie. They, oh my they god! They both do a great job of it's, acting. Oh like. yeah, they. I would watch a sequel to that, or those two together in something. They. It was just all Shane Black's movies are based somewhat around Christmas. You know, it's just a yeah. thing he does, it's very loosely. But just some, so many good lines that catch you off guard. Yeah. Well written. I would script. like to see like the sequel take like take place a couple years later. Like yeah. push it a little bit further yeah. into oh yeah just in this the set pieces and things things happen that you're not expecting and it's not it's just not what you think it's going to be i guess yeah it's it's, it's saying it's, it has layers it, yeah it's a weird buddy cop this, type this movie title of this episode will be layers it kind of reminds me of the last boy it's a, it's that's shane black wrote lethal <laughs> what did you say Reminds him of the last Boy Scout. Well, I, I knew like. you're gonna work that. In. We were talking about the last Boy Scout this week because you guys like were talking about how I have never watched Die Hard, yeah. and a listener brought this by the ha- by the um, office the other day, the Blu-ray copy of Die Hard special delivery, and. I was talking about how my favorite Bruce Willis movie of all time from that era is The Last Boy Scout with Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans again. And it has everywhere. some of the best one-liners it's a great out movie. of every movie. I, I, love, I love that it. movie. It is written by Shane Black. Is it really? Yes. Wow, we brought it all around. I know. That was uh, That's why it reminds you of that. Michael, some kind of That genius. was accidental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he write he was he wrote Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I mean Kiss and he so, also wrote Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes. With, yeah. Which is Val Kilmer, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Um, I like a lot of those movies. Anyway, just so many. Yes, what were you, you got to thank somebody. Bucky. Yeah. The true believer. The one and only. He what? actually messaged me this morning. Did you watch this yet? Because he types in all caps at me. Oh. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like. Like Trump. I was like, No. And he's like, do it! I'm like, I got other things to do first. But yeah, good old Bucky. Thanks, Bucky. 
this time next week, I'll have watched Die Hard finally after all these years. And he's going to want to talk about it for half an hour about how great Die Hard is. <laughs> yeah. like, but yes, hey, Michael, I watched all he's be like, I saw this great movie. <laughs> but see, I didn't watch The Last Boy Scout because of Bruce Willis. I watched it because of Damon Wayans. I was like, <laughs> I he was a big Damon homie to clown. With this whole synchronicity of this episode is it's like layers man it's so many this, layers this, even this episode has layers i, I was lo- before can we just set up when you watch die hard please set up a microphone and do a comment <laughs> should i do a youtube video also of me whatever it takes yeah i would Audio love comment. that yeah it could be okay. on our bonus content okay i will i'll watch it here at the office late one night by myself okay Hans, Booby, I'm your white knight. You'll get that reference one week. <laughs> well, there's five feet of marble between you and me. You call her a bitch again. Maybe I make it. Maybe I won't. Yeah, see, I screwed it all up. Yeah, I can't do it. <sighs> oh, try again. Do it ten times. So yeah. I mean, we can talk about TV if you guys got something. You have failed. This city run very run. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jovelin. TV. I did watch some TV. Oh, good. So much TV. Too much TV, I'm willing to say. I I did finally watch Riverdale. Woo. I'm team team Veronica. I'm team Betty. Yep. And Grundy. Uh, after the third <laughs> episode, <laughs> Team Betty. Yeah. Ooh. Have you watched it at all? No, not yet. No. Well, I finally watched it. I had to laugh a lot just like after what you guys have said. And and I I still say that like I've only watched one episode. But like the parents seem to be like the grown-up versions of the original Archie gang or whatever. And it was interesting that... Moose uh switched sides. I didn't know they were gonna do that. That was that was a twist for me. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's I could see the appeal of it and Well, yeah. I would say I was tell, talking to Jordan about this the other day. I said it you know, it's the creators or the guys that did Afterlife with Archie and I went back and I saw I had like not read the last five issues of that series and I read them and how great it was. I mean, it's really good if you get a chance to read that series. It starts out a little slow. It's a zombie-ish, like everything else, uh, take on Riverdale and they, but it evolves. There's some, each issue as it goes on kind of focuses on a certain character and I mean, they're really good. The last one I read, I think was around, uh, focused around Reggie and it was just an excellent, the best, Best one in the series, and then they never finished it because they decided to make a TV show. It's it's been so late. Oh, it's yeah. It was solicited in October, then the eleventh issue, they and got a, nothing. They got a case of Mark Miller. Yeah, I immediately I put put it down. And I immediately messaged. It. I was like, "Where's issue eleven? Do I have it? What happened? Why is it not out? This is months ago." Oh, well, they they got to make a show. Well, yeah. Also, I think I'm the only one that's seen the third episode. But yeah, it, it I've seen two. It kind of delves into dwells. It dwells into uh, like layers. Football. They actually reference Steubenville, Ohio. Whoa, for uh, not a great reason. Oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> it kind of deals with 
entitlement of football players and and uh, behavior. They're trying to get away with things. And, like, it probably dealt with it more maturely and not very preachingly. Like, you know, girl, girl you can't treat women like objects and we right. got to stand up for ourselves. Like, it felt very authentic for a silly, mm-hmm. comic-y show. Like, it, it, it seemed... I don't know. I, I'm enjoying this show. I, I, Unironically, I, I'm enjoying this show. Well, I think it does I, have I, like uh, a, a noir type feel to it. Just like yeah, it's first- not. That's what. That's what. I guess what we're trying to say is it is more quality than you would expect. It's not tongue in cheek at no. all, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. But there's these moments. It's like wow, okay, yeah, and it's not funny enough because I can't get my wife to even try it. Yeah, it's got that darkness to it. Yeah. I, good it's good well cast i mean i i really think the cast it's it's i'm gonna hate it because i'm gonna end up loving this show and i made so much fun of it when i saw the previews (laughs) for this coming up like how ridiculous it's just but i'm gonna end up liking it and jughead is the mvp yeah because they that first episode that i didn't love the first episode because jughead was barely in it it was acting like he and archie were on the rocks or whatever. Yeah, and it's right. like now that Jughead's more in it, mm. just elevates the whole thing. Oh, so. man. I can't wait to watch that third episode. Another episode I didn't get to see, but I think Jordan's the only one that watched it, was the new Legion. Legion. On FX. It's got Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey mm-hmm. and The Guest and what kind of stuff. But anyway. Speaking of the layers, this show had a lot. And I don't know. You don't know what's reality, what's in his mind, what he's invented, what he's imagining from the past. Like, yeah. are you talking about Swiss Army Man again? Yes. <laughs> and this is Brian Singer directed. No, no I think way. he's like an executive producer. Okay. but I don't think he has much to do with this. It's Noah Hawley. How Hawley? Mm, what sounds that? right? The guy who did Fargo on TV, yeah. he wrote and directed at least this first episode. I know he's mm-hmm. the showrunner of the whole thing, but yeah, it was an hour and a half long, and we're following, if you don't know, it's the, well, they don't tell you in the first episode, but it's David Holler, uh, the, the character Legion from the X-Men books. Um, he's Professor X's son, which if you know the comics at all, that shouldn't be a spoiler. Uh, multiple personalities, schizophrenia, like severe mental illness. He created the popular Age of Apocalypse by killing Magneto at that one point. That was kind of his most important storyline in the books. and uh, It just, it was mesmerizing. It was, I don't know if it was good or not, but it was, it was unlike anything I've seen on TV, especially comic related, like superhero wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I'm really, I'm really on board yeah, for what, wherever I, it goes. I will definitely have watched it by the next time we. And I got it. theories, but I, I don't know how. Want to know how spoilery? Yeah. If people don't know the comics right. or what his powers actually are, it might be too spoilery. But mm. I, yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff going on in this first one. It amazes me today that we're watching more shows on FX and the CW mm-hmm. and all these networks. That aren't NBC, ABC, CBS. Yeah, the Emmys this year. I don't know. There was NBC. Maybe had one nomination for something. Everything yeah. was a streaming channel or a right. cable channel. Yeah. I still remember when FX first came out, and it was the live channel. Oh yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of NBC, I was going to say speaking of shows on a major network that won't win any awards, NBC. 
<laughs> and they won't win any awards because they're airing shows like Powerless. I wondered what the consensus would be on this one. <clears throat> it well, ha- it's not going to be. This isn't Legion. You know, I mean, this, no, that's what no. I, I, I would. It's. It's not aspiring to be anything like like that. So we got to cut it a little slack here. I really cut it a lot of slack. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it's the got, second episode. Episode falling asleep last night. It's got yeah. better than the first one. No, no, no. but it was okay. as it was. Yeah, fine. it was I, fine. Mostly pilots are usually not very good. Anyway. That's true. So this one it had. It was a little more solid. The cast was a little more meshed together, but I wouldn't go as far as say it was good. It's just not. It's just very. They're just trying to be light. It's, it's got very potential. Light. Like I do like the interaction with the, um, I guess you call her the secretary mm-hmm. to the main character. Yeah. Like there, there. If there's more of that of them playing off each other, I could see getting more. It, it, it's it's got so it's. Trying to be like The Office, but yeah. with superpowers. But they're yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not, not there that. yet. It's just in an office, and they <laughs> they're just very charactered characters. Yeah. They're not doing. Nobody does anything except the one thing they do. Yeah. You know, Ron Funches is Ron Funches. Yeah, and, that was and, the whole you know. thing. I looked at the cast, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Ron Funches. It has Alan great Tudyk. potential. Vanessa, yeah, Vanessa yeah. Hudgens. These are Alan Tudyk does the set. He has one <laughs> focus in that. Yeah. And he just does it the whole time. And they, they, Vanessa Hudgens is perky she's, and bright. And she's too perky. Yeah. It's terrible. I like they added the character that everyone just is mean to. Like the Jerry Gergich kind of uh, <laughs> Parks and Rec character. They yeah. just like dump on. I was like, I like that. It's, it's light. It's a half hour. And it didn't do, it didn't, there's no references. Like the references are all so easy. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's not much there for a comic fan to like, oh, nudge your friend. It's like, oh, they're referencing this. Like, yeah. it's also, oh, they mentioned the Flash. What everyone knows. Now, Flash. if this yeah. show was created during the '90s, we would probably all be chomping at the bit and loving it. You're probably it. right. We have nothing yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I just watched the first one, and you know, we see the Crimson Fox who. If something doesn't happen, I'll probably cancel it in the next ep- couple episodes. Yeah. If- I don't, they don't need another do episode something. Jack O'Lantern ever again. <laughs> All right. Whatever else you guys want to talk about. Yeah. More TV. I watched Gotham. Oh, okay. my gosh. Do you guys People remember that? that was still on? People do that? <laughs> What's that? I've been depressed, guys. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to lay my burden. Gotham, that's why. <laughs> Just decided to go ahead and go all when the way. When I have this seasonal, what's the seasonal affective Depression. disorder, whatever it is. It's cold, <laughs> it's dark. I'm watching way too much TV. If I'm, and I just like, Gotham is on. That's where my life is. We'll just watch an hour of Gotham. That was the, it was like the winter finale for some reason now mm-hmm. for Gotham. They brought that Jerome character back, the like the Jokery yeah. kind of character. I was very lost because I haven't watched it in a season and a half, but. Mm. That was supposed to be their big, oh, Jerome's coming back. And some, uh, Penguin and Riddler, Penguin confessed his love to the Riddler. Ooh, what a so twist. There's kind of an odd, uh, romantic pairing going on as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it hasn't gotten any better since those early days, so. Hmm. I have always liked that version of the penguin, like the actor that plays him. I thought it was a different, unique take for the penguin that 
actually probably made him the most popular he's ever been. Probably. But other than that, I have no clue. Like, I am so far behind on that show. Seasons behind. Yeah, I haven't watched it since season one. You just um, wanted to report it's still on the air? Yeah. And you're not really missing much. Well, I, from everything I hear, non-comic fans love it. Just like they love Big Bang Theory. That is also still on the air. Yes. You watched Supergirl? I did. Yeah? Um, the, the White Martians? Yeah. That, <sighs> Go ahead. I just find it weird that Bagan is Martian Manhunter's love interest instead of his niece. Yeah. And it kind of, like, with that cast, I think it could it's still go either way at this it's point. It's still a very fa- family, like, mm. bonds. There's a lot thing. of stuff they do that I really like. Yeah. And then they have Martian Manhunter getting his butt kicked constantly, and I'm like, no. He should this, be the powerhouse. He should be the yeah. uh, the ringer. I wish they would do away with the whole Guardian storyline. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Sexy James of Olsen's James. not getting paid enough money to dress up sexy, in armor. More sexy James and way less Guardian. You know what I don't like? It was Kara's birthday. Mm-hmm. And her sister left her on her own. Unbelievable. And we all felt very sad about it. How does she make it up to her? She brings a single cupcake to her apartment. She sets the cupcake on the table. Car goes and gets a knife. And she cuts it in half. She gets a knife and two forks. And these sisters split one cupcake. I don't know what words were said in that entire scene. Because I was staring at this cupcake like, what are you doing? Who eats a half a cupcake? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm sure it was some deep emotional connection they were having. But I was so distracted by the birthday half a cupcake. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take the rest of the episode. Saying, if you ever bring him a cupcake on his birthday and, and dare yeah, think that you're getting half of that thing... <laughs> You can dream on. Who eats a cupcake with a fork? <laughs> George Costanza. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so did Alex ever make it to the, uh, I was, Bare Naked Ladies concert? I was dumbfounded by that because it seemed like she did, but she didn't, or did she, or, well, could they not afford, afford it? I didn't understand the part where she's like, okay, I, I've got to go make it right with Supergirl. And before, and I'll meet you at the concert. And then she shows up, and she's like in her like battle outfit. Yeah, like four seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you were just going to stop to talk to her. And you can't go she's in the packing D- heat. Yeah, you can't go in the DEO wearing a concert tee. Come on, I just that's unprofessional. She would wear that uniform all the time. I love her in that uniform. I love like this is. I'm not being creepy. This is from an artistic perspective. Like I think it works very well for her. And you artists always use that as an excuse. I'm an artist. I'm not. A yeah. Anytime that she's out of that uniform, that's I don't he, think she looks right. That's why when he likes all the boobies on Facebook, <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> I like the contour perspective, like just her frame with. Well, she looks like Black Widow. Well, but even it's very Rob Liefeld-ish because she has the pouches like around her waist, but it just it works for her character. And they're making fun of me in their heads right now. I can see it already. But anyway, I just there's no end in Liefeld. So. 
I don't know. I was, I was just wondering. It was fine. It was an okay episode. I, uh, I'm still waiting on Monel to get his damn uniform. Waiting on Martian Manhunter to kick somebody's butt. Yeah. Um, what else? Legends. I'm. We're gonna come back to Legends and talk about Flash. <laughs> Michael didn't watch Legends. Best part about Flash was the ending. The ending. What was the ending? Remind me. It was a preview of next week's episode. Okay. And Gorilla Grodd. Oh yeah. 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 That did look the whole cool. Jesse Quick coming through the. I I really did not like this episode of Flash. I, it didn't even hold my attention. But the preview where uh, the Harry Potter dude is like, <laughs> it's Planet knows of the his Apes. name. <laughs> Come on, it's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah, this episode was just. Should we tell Joe? No, don't tell Joe. Like it was just kind of setting things up. So there, and I don't know if this villain was somebody, the guy who rots things with a touch. I don't. I, I didn't I recognize he was a him. CW villain. Yeah, it didn't seem like an actual villain. He seemed like he walked right out of Smallville. Mm-hmm. Very much. Oh. Yeah. But there's one thing I've been noticing. Like, there's something going on with Kid Flash's headgear. Like when he's got his mask on. Like I'm not liking it. There's something off. About it, where like Grant Gustin in full outfit looks great, mm-hmm. and Kid Flash, it's it's just a place like they need to do some adjustments to his head mask. It just there's something that's thrown off about about it to me. I felt like I missed a scene where him running through him with blood saved the day. I was like, yeah, you have to phase through him with your blood and his blood. It's like what? Yeah, it didn't make that's, sense. I think I missed part of your science. But yeah, it was pretty much a Wally episode, anyways. Which I don't know. I kind of like Wally, but I kind of don't. Well, I I like him just fine. I'm waiting for the alternate reality where we see our Wally West. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So, can we talk about Legends now? Yeah. Oh, Arrow! Arrow was really good. I really, I'm really about Arrow. I am really digging. Arrow, it is. It's got its new black canary. It's back to its original roots. It's good. You guys should be watching it instead of shows like Gotham. And <clears throat> the new black canary is awesome. Now you can talk about Legends. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed the last two episodes. Uh, this one revolutionary was, war. Yeah, we're in 1776. On Christmas Day, we have to. Uh, Rip has now suddenly appeared back. We went from uh, the Phil version, the George Lucas guy, to now he's Rip again, but he's evil. He shot George Washington. That's pretty yeah. evil. Yeah, he kills George Washington. And then we have to go back before that happens to save George. And uh, of course, Mick. And George Washington become buddies, and is Mick still seeing? No, snark, 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 snark. Oh yeah, and speaking of mispronouncing things, go ahead. In Voltron, it wasn't Shinto. I it's, knew it wasn't. Then why didn't you correct me? If you knew it wasn't right. We don't have that kind of time. Do you realize how many times we don't correct you in that episode you're talking about? It's Shiro. But anyway. Yeah, so Mick and George become prisoners of war together. And 
have a whole buddy thing going on where Mick. But wait, wait, let me interrupt. But from now on, we will correct everything you said wrong. <laughs> Every Actually, you guys don't even have to say anything. I can just see by the look on your faces. I'm facing away from you. I haven't looked at you one time. Go on. Sorry. So anyways, Mick teaches George to uh, fight like an American. Dirty. Oh. <laughs> and uh, our budding romance between... Citizen Steel and and uh, old Vixen. Oh yeah, comes to uh, fruition there. I never saw them hooking up. Yeah, well, it's because you didn't watch the episode. Hmm. Okay. Is there something leading towards Iron Man the Android? Mm, not that I know. Okay. Well, they're talking about like the amulet that they're piecing together or whatever it was like a shape of an hourglass or something like mm-hmm. having to do with time and i was a big fan of our man from the future yeah that was like an android that actually kind of replaced red tornado there for a while that type of character but hmm. i i didn't know if there was any more of that showing up or not well next week we're doing camelot 3000 looks pretty cool Ooh. I'll have to watch it. I'll go back and watch them, but I actually would be excited to see that. Yeah. That's all I got on TV. I want to recommend, uh, CNN just started a documentary called The History of Comedy. Hmm. And I, I recommend it. I caught the, the Fake first news. episode. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, the first episode. I think CNN, it was really dirty. CNN let them get away with a lot. They bleep some of the language, but. It was kind of detailing the history of uh, raunchy comedy from the you know the burlesque houses back in the day to Lenny Bruce and George Carlin, you know up through the modern Sarah Silverman, these people who work very blue, and uh, it talked to a ton of modern comedians and had a, a lot of archival footage of these old roasts and these uh, old stand-up routines and things. So it was really, as if you're a comedy nerd or you know, like the that, that kind of stuff, I recommend it. Does anyone watch Nashville anymore? Uh, that would imply that I... Ever did? Yeah. Okay. Well, since it moved over to CW, there's another show that CMT or CMT. Thank you for correcting him. I was <laughs> going <you>. to. <laughs> since it moved over to CMT, there was another show that that it's based on the origin of rock and roll and following like, um, like Elvis and Johnny Cash and like the producer behind it. It's the um, Sun oh. Records. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's all about that, and it stars the um, guy that was on. Oh, jeez, I love it when. Yeah, uh, shoot. Chad Murray. Is that is it Chad Michael Murray or what is from the? <laughs> what channel is it on? CMT. Oh, so like a companion to Nashville. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be on right. Like it's on right after that. I haven't watched it yet. It just looked really cool. I love those early, yeah, fifties rockabilly era kind of. It's thing. all about that. It looked really good. I'm going to try to look it up on. You can watch it on CMT. Sam Phillips and Sun Records. That's who you're talking. Yes, about. Yes. Yes. Chad Michael Phillips. Yeah. 
<laughs> Next. I would just like to point out that we've come a long way on this show in the last year. Last half hour. The last half hour going from just talking about comics and superhero shows to shows that are now on CNN and CMT. <laughs> we've really bridged the gap there. It's okay. CMT still plays reruns of Dukes of Hazard. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, one listener was upset that we, well, I don't know, upset, but he did point out that we left out Boss Hogg out, out of our villains list, which is a good call. We definitely missed the boat there. Yeah, that, that the two episodes together, uh, as one seemed to get some pretty good feedback. And, uh, yeah, I, I ran into Jesse at Walmart. He was listening to OJ? part two. Yep, the OG Jess. OJ. OJ. Okay. He's OJ. What? He's OJ. He watched OJ. He's watching OJ. He just said the day. He's watching the. Now on called the OJ. I don't know. Just not like anymore. Not now. You, now that, now that you're onto it. The OA. The OJ. <laughs> I, I I caught him at Walmart. Like almost every Sunday, I run into him at the Marietta Walmart. He's doing his shopping, listening to podcasts, and he was listening to episode two. Oh, okay. Of the villain list. Yeah. Do you just want to give his home address too? Like how much? Yeah, how much of his geez. personal life you want to you want to throw out there? To well, people? every time I see him, no. Have you shown him our t-shirt? His license plate is He was super excited. (laughs) Yeah. What were we talking about? We've come a long way. (laughs) We've come a long way, baby. (laughs) We've added so many layers to the show. Mm, Yeah, I'm going back to that episode, though. I I wished we would have had more, like, all the Jessies would have thrown more list our way that... uh, we could have kind of went off of that, but because uh, it seemed to get a really positive response. I know we had some, of course, if you listen to oddball stuff in there, but uh, but it was a lot of fun. To we had about. some requests for, now we've done villains, we got to do heroes, who's our top ten heroes. I've been so. working on my list. So get, get cracking, I'm pretty much about done with mine. That's way harder to me. It is way harder. Yeah. Not to me. I've had it yeah. picked out forever. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think it was uh, as hard. Prepared as for villains. a lot There's of cheesiness. A lot, a lot of heroes out there. I will say this, and everybody, you know, a lot of these lists. I don't like to give too many stipulations, but since we're bringing it up, it's like the heroes. This is not protagonist. It's not your, you know, heroes. Okay. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. I just, I know some, and if you come in here with, you know, whatever, I'm just saying, don't, don't come in here with 10 of your favorite main characters. Let's say, let's get somebody heroic. Your idea of heroism might be different. No, yeah, if you can defend it. And I actually, I don't even care what you do. I was just saying. (laughs) Not all my heroes are going to be that deep. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm Are sure they? probably none of mine are even heroic after I've <laughs> spread that out. Throwing, throwing you started having second thought. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say this. No, no, I just thought, I just thought we, I could see somebody going, oh well, I had this villain, I'll just do the, I'll pick the guy from that series, you know, the, the opposite. God, that was my whole list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have Gary Coleman as. <laughs> Can we not talk about this? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Any other categories we haven't talked about yet? We didn't, uh, we didn't talk comics. I don't know if there was anything you guys. 
Uh, I just, I, I forgot. I was going to throw in at the end of the image thing, one of the free comic book day books this year from image. Uh, there's a book called I Hate Fairyland that Scotty Young does, who kind of got famous on those Marvel variant covers with the, the cute little kid versions of the heroes. <clears throat> so he's done this book about a little girl who gets her wish and goes to Fairyland, but she gets stuck there and she's been there for like 40 years and her mind has aged, but she's still in a cute little body. So she's turned into a violent, angry, terrible person trying to, you know, kill her way through Fairyland to escape. So anyway, the the free comic day is called, instead of I Hate Fairyland, it's I Hate Image. And it's going to be like Savage Dragon, Walking Dead characters. It's going to be like all the Image characters drawn in this cutesy, Scotty Young style. So this might be kind of the big hit of free comic day. Huh. Lots of references to Pat, you know, because it's again the 25th anniversary. So yeah. references to a lot of the Image books. So that should be a fun one to look out for. Cool. And where should we go on Free Comic Book Day? Oh, wherever you'd like, but I would recommend Asylum Comics in Marietta, Ohio. So we got three months till then. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out that uh, weekend, and it Ooh. just did a test screening and received. They, they made a big deal about it. Like I think like they said, it was the, the first. They said it was. They got one hundred percent. You know, score. So nothing needs to be changed. Apparently not. I, I just had a, I was telling you guys earlier, a little bit of Disney news. They can't, they had their earnings report and their meeting, annual meeting. And it uh, looks like Bob, if you're into Bob Disney, Iger. Bob Iger's gonna probably be sticking around, um, a lot longer than we thought he would. Wasn't he getting appointed to something in Trump's cabinet also? Mm, he was, or just an advisor? to be, yeah, on a, Fake business, wars. <laughs> business development committee. And um, Bob didn't show up. I like him already. Freaking Bob. Which adds... Uh, I, mean, I like Bob. Yeah. With Bob Iger, it kind of... There were a lot of people that... that sh- I think there were like 17 that showed... Or 15 out of 17 showed up or something like that. Any, anyways, um, there were a few that politely declined. Uh, the head of Uber also did not go after. The head of Uber didn't come because he they had shown support for him, right. and everybody freaking deleted Uber off their phones. Yeah, it was a it was whole a hashtag yeah. delete Uber. So and Lyft loved it. Yeah, Lyft. Uh, so yeah, so that day. brought bringing that up. That that brought up a thing like, well, I thought maybe. This was his his shot. If you know, we've got Ike on the Veterans Committee, Ike Perlmutter, and then Bob Iger doesn't show up to this meeting. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he should have. Not to talk politics, but I mean, this is his his. Whether or not you agree or disagree, this is your chance to you know have your input here. Um, yeah. I don't know. Rather than just you know say it looks no bad on me, I'm afraid. Of what everybody thinks, but anyways, Bob's going to be looks like he's going to be sticking around um, simply because we have no one to replace him at Disney. This was a stay. You've reported this. Yeah, it's like been like a year. Well, the, yeah, the, the, forever. The, the name attached to it right now is the possibly the head of Netflix. So, okay. Anyways, what is the name of the head of Netflix? I did not write it. Bob down. Flicks. Bob, Bob Flicks. Flicks. <laughs> Bob and Flicks. <laughs> 
Lobo, Vixen. That's kind of a Batman saying he wants a team not of gods, but of people that, you know, we can aspire to be and to show you know, heroism doesn't come from these, you know, almighty beings, but mm-hmm. sort of. It comes from Lobo. It comes from Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> and we can all have a second chance, like Killer Frost or Lobo. Hmm. And the best comic I read this week, Unworthy Thor. The miniseries has just been great. Uh, Jason Aaron, throughout his whole run, has been really solid. Uh, during Original Sin, something got whispered to Thor that made him unworthy and he couldn't pick up the hammer. And that's been a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't even know that was still yeah, going so on. Yeah, the, so the female Mighty Thor has been in his place and he's just been the Odin son. He just carries a big axe instead of, his, instead of Mjolnir. And uh, there's this five-issue miniseries called The Unworthy Thor, and it was supposed to reveal what made him unworthy, and they've still been <laughs> holding out. So there's one more issue to go, and they kind of promise, issue five, you're going to learn what Nick Fury whispered to him to make him unworthy. But it's just it's just been a really good story. But there's there's a moment in issue four, I literally sat the book down. Like, there's been so few oh, times that, like... Wow. That, like... A character is almost redefined in my head, and this was one of them, because it's it's just a quiet moment uh, between him and Natalie Portman. What's her name? Jane Foster. Jane Foster. They're they're just kind of waking up in the morning, and you know we're so used to the blustery, confident Thor, and he's sitting there looking at his hammer, and he says. <laughs> <laughs> I have to set the book down. <laughs> You've ruined the gravitas of this whole issue. You said he had an axe, so I don't know. I knew what hammer you were talking about. Flashback. flashback. Okay, oh, sorry. And he basically says, you know, because there's a, even an earlier flashback mm. of him slaying dragons and talking to his mother and trying to lift Mjolnir. He's like, mm-hmm. if I kill one more dragon, maybe a bigger one, then I'll be worthy. Right. And she has to like explain to him, like that's. That's not worthiness. Worthiness is a struggle every day. And it's just him sitting, looking at Mjolnir, and, like, every morning I wake up, and I'm not sure if I'm still worthy. And it's just it's more of, like, wow, a vulnerable Thor yeah. who has these thoughts of, like, you know, I, I, it's not these conquests he's done and these monsters he's slain. It's this everyday battle to be a good man. I was like, that is so awesome. That was such a perfect Thor moment. And yeah. I'm not the world's biggest Thor fan, now, but it, I wonder if they that like, made me a bigger Thor fan, thinking about these new layers in Thor's mythology. Yeah, was that ever touched on before in, not that in I can Thor? Think of, that, you know, but I, yeah, that he I had liked, to be worthy? Every, yeah. That he wasn't just worthy because he was Thor? Yeah. You know, that's, he, that's didn't pretty, achi- he didn't unlock some achievement and is yeah. not therefore worthy. Right. It's... Uh, it's continuing, yeah. he yes. has to keep up yes. the. He has to, you know, keep being the good Boy Scout. So like, I, I love when a creator gets a character on some level that just 
clicks and unlock some new facet. Yeah, at this far into yeah. that character's, yeah. you know, story to be able to add something like that, that's pretty awesome. Just an excellent, excellent moment. Jordan always brings it home. Throw in some lonesome dove dub music <laughs> behind him. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, there's nothing I better did. than the. <laughs> I did see John uh, Woodrow. <laughs> That's just a dang stupid thing. Isn't it? I did see Michael Bolton was having some kind of <laughs> sweet Valentine's special. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, it's on CMT. Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> You guys haven't seen the images for that? It's horrible. It's so badly photoshopped and very scary. Very scary. Um, Great segue. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. We have had no, we have nothing to talk about. For really some quick, reason, we're still doing throw that. Throw some plugs in there. Oh, hold on. Really quick. <laughs> okay. Um, audio, audio, audio books. Oh, my God. Ernest Klein that wrote Player One. Nope. It's not it. Ready Player One. Or Ready Player One. Correction. But that's his. That's the correct name of the author, Ernest Klein. Yes. Okay. Have you read any other books by him? I've read about a third of Armada. What do you think of Armada? It's not Ready Player One. That's okay. That's exactly how I feel. Like I've been listening to it as an audio book, and his writing style is like throwing me out of the book. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good as it's a, it Is that good. a sequel? No. It's before. It's, just, well, it's another book. It's a prequel. Cool no, it came after. I meant. It was released after. I don't think it has anything to do with Ready Player One. No, that's not what I meant. I, I meant. What did you mean? <laughs> I know. I said sequel. I meant, was this his first book? No. The only other thing I think he had was something called The Importance of Being Earnest. And I'm not sure that. I, I don't think that it was just a story. I think it had. I don't remember. It was a collection of something. It, I don't know. I just didn't wasn't interested in it. But Ready Player One's awesome. Yeah. They're working on the movie. That's why I was just curious what you thought of Armada because I'm I, I I have it and I I put it down just because I had other things to okay that interested me. Plugs quickly. He's you're running out of battery. You down with kpp.com? Is that right? I'm do. on the internet. You're on the internet? I'm on the internet. Right. In different places. Just find him on there. Look for... The Lonesome Dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Asylum Comics in Marietta, Ohio, 212 3rd Street. Great selection of books. I'm on Facebook at Low Words. I'm on Twitter, too, but I don't ever tweet, so... Follow me. I won't ever bother you. <laughs> <laughs> Check my art out on Instagram at Michael at Second the Nun and Second the Nun Graphics at 212 Third Street Suite B. I'm at Ohio Cliff Barnes. Find me there. The Mickey Bars Podcast. Work. We are at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, if you follow that, follow, follow me, the G Poopa on Twitter. I post like what board games I'm playing. I'll post some pictures and. Usually we'll put on the Kapow feed and on the Facebook feed asking, you know, things to, you can contribute to some of the episodes like 
the upcoming heroes episodes. Give us some lists of your favorite heroes. And yeah, we'd love to have a little feedback. What you want to hear us talk about? What you're sick of hearing us talk about? Let us <laughs> yeah. know. If there's a show we're not talking about that you're interested in, maybe what, there's shows that we're watching that we don't talk about. You know, so wait, you guys watch other shows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then, uh, please be so kind, review us on iTunes, rate and review, it helps people find the show. Right. As always, I'm the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. And I am the ultra-layered Jordan Lowe. <sighs> stole my thank you. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm, uh, Grand Poobah. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Alright, I'm recording. Like a well-oiled machine. (laughs) We are. Yeah. Everybody, everybody clap your butt cheeks together. I thought fifteen hundred dollars. I was like, that's awesome. And then yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute. I got my calculator out and divided by the number. Don't do the math. I was like, I shouldn't have done the math. I'm <laughs> <laughs> recording. Yeah, I threw that clapping in there because I don't know when I listened to it. I was, I was just laughing myself, and I was like, nobody's gonna get this, but I'll throw it on there. It's all inside jokes. Ready? Yep. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. Oh, no clapping. Should we clap? One, two, three, clap. (laughs) We did it! Yay! Synchronicity. Jordan didn't even try. I did it up here. (laughs) Hi, this. (laughs) My hands are too cold. We rock. It's cold in here. Oh, the first two oh, things went off. Yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. We I need saw. to do a Westworld type. I, I'm in. I'm in for an hour on Riverdale. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what. I don't. It blows my mind that you would be disturbed by anything because the garbage that you tell us to watch, and then I'm like, this isn't even that crazy compared to some of the stuff you're talking about. A show with a guy like you're talking about a show where a guy like had a, a phone smash into his head. And now he runs the internet.